Led by partners Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha at the MSU Hurley Pediatric Public Health Initiative and Dr. Luke Schaefer, Faculty Director of the University of Michigan's Poverty Solutions Center, RX Kids is a transformational effort to address child poverty and health equity. Consistent with practices in other countries, RX Kids boldly tackles a root cause of health disparities, poverty. A first-of-its-kind program, RX Kids will provide unconditional cash allowances to pregnant moms and babies in Flint. RX Kids, a first-in-the-nation program, is the solution to uplifting babies and young children out of poverty and into better health. In partnership with healthcare providers and community-engaged outreach, RX Kids plans to prescribe all expectant mothers in Flint a one-time prenatal allowance and all infants monthly allowances. What sets RX Kids apart from existing cash allowance programs is the intentional impact on maternal and infant health outcomes at a community level. The anticipated reach of RX Kids within the city of Flint during the intervention period is over 6,000 families. Many of our listeners, Luke, are very well aware of Dr. Mona and the, the things she's doing, but give us a little bit of your background on how you two connected on this. So I'm a professor of public policy at the University of Michigan, and I direct an initiative uh, out of the president's office called Poverty Solutions. It partners with communities and policymakers to find new ways to prevent and alleviate poverty. We do a lot of work in Detroit and across the state and across the nation. And in my own work, I have done a, a lot of work on child benefits, child allowances. Uh, it's something that many other countries do uh, all across the world. And we see that when, when countries provide a modest amount of money to families with children, that child poverty plummets and food hardship declines. Uh, so many indicators, families are doing better. So my work has been to study that, and I was a part of a group that worked on a proposal that ended up becoming the Expanded Child Tax Credit of 2021, where we saw child poverty plummet to an all-time low and, and food hardship decline to its lowest level ever and children uh, doing better on, on many different indicators. So uh, I was just incredibly excited to get the call from Dr. Mona uh, about the possibility of extending this work and, and being a part of something that I really think is, is truly transformational. And Dr. Mona, tell us a little bit for what is RX Kids and why is it needed? Yeah, so RX Kids is um, something that has never been done before. It is a citywide effort to disrupt poverty and improve health equity. So Flint is actually the poorest city in the state. Our child poverty rates are about three times state and national averages. And families are most poor when the the babies are just born. So right before birth and like that first year of life, poverty spikes. And for me as a pediatrician, that is maddening because that is the same time that child development is the most critical. Babies' brains actually double in size in that first year of life. And, and that's when families are the poorest. Um, so I've often kind of as a practicing pediatrician wanted to like prescribe an, an antidote for poverty or like, you know, we have antibiotics. Why can't I do like some anti-poverty pill? Like it's it's so frustrating that we just band-aid so many problems that are associated health problems that are associated with poverty and that we don't do something preventative 
so I was tired of shrugging my shoulders. I was tired of band-aiding. I'm like, let's, let's, you know, we do big things. We do hard things. Why not prescribe, you know, something that can lift our families out of poverty during once again, this most critical time of child development. So that's a little bit how the idea was born. It is, um, we're going to give every pregnant mom in Flint a prenatal allowance. And then every baby until the age of 12 months will get a monthly cash allowance. So once again, this is huge and transformative. Never been done before at a citywide level. Lots of great pilots across the country with like sample size 100 or 200. But uh, this is this is big, you know, this is going to be for the whole city. There's about 1,200 babies born in Flint a year, which is one of the reasons we, we can do this in Flint. It's a small, big city. We also have great need, and we also have this built academic community partnership that, you know, this, this long history of, you know, the university investing in the city with, with humbly working with community partners to, to do big things, to improve health equity, to reduce disparities. Then did you go to the Matt Foundation with this idea? Was it sort of you both came to it together or how did yeah. it come about then and get started? Yeah. So, you know, we uh, I called Luke and I'm yeah. like, hey, Luke, you're like the child poverty expert. Like, I know you're at the other school, but like, hey, do you want to work with me on this project? And um, he drove up to Flint uh, last year and we have been working you know ever since together to figure out how we're going to do this at first we wanted to do this for like a lot more kids like zero to five you know up to the age of five most countries do this till 18 years of age like that would be ideal but then we started to kind of you know on the back of a napkin write out the numbers and it's a a lot of money and you know leaning on that science of early childhood we really narrowed down the intervention to this prenatal you know one year of life period because of that critical time and development but but also because the cost isn't as much and and we hope that then it could be translated more more readily to other communities so we kind of came up with the numbers we we want to do this for at least five years and that means we need about 55 million dollars and we started to think about how are we gonna how are we gonna raise this money um so the the mott foundation has been a, a steadfast partner in flint uh, they have supported our work uh, for a long time, and they also believe, that, like like we do, that that we can do big things. Luke and I presented to their board a few months ago now, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. But they unanimously and enthusiastically—that's in quotes—unanimously and enthusiastically approved a fifteen million dollar match for this project. And Luke, I I know you think you have studied cash allowances before, and why are they the best solution to the problem? Mona started to discuss it. Yeah, there's a couple of things. The first is that families tend to know what they need the most. So some families need food. Uh, Some families need help paying the rent. Some families need it for child care. And some families uh, need it to buy books and toys to help kids uh, thrive. So this is the beauty of cash. So Milton Friedman was a huge proponent of using cash to, to help families, and it just empowers families. A couple of the other pieces of the puzzle on this is sometimes we have programs that only serve very, very poor families. Or we might have some programs that serve very poor families. We have other programs that serve middle-class families. Part of the vision of Rx Kids that starts with Dr. Mona is that we're going to serve all the kids. Raising kids is expensive, and it's really, really hard. And society has a reason to come alongside parents in that work. And we shouldn't be segmenting across, you know, this group needs this and that group needs that. We're going to do something simple, and we're going to say we're going to come alongside all of the families. 
And by doing that, we don't risk making it a stigmatized program, that it somehow is a marker that uh, we're only giving it to families who aren't, making it, aren't able to make ends meet, that it says something about them not being able to do that. So the, the messaging is incredibly different. And then, you know, the thing I love about child benefits, you hear a lot about UBI or guaranteed basic income. I think those are incredibly interesting ideas. But the evidence base on child benefits is in such a different place. We have seen it over and over again, all, all around the world work for families. And we've learned so many interesting things. There are some countries where we've been able to see as child benefits roll out, actually alcohol and tobacco spending among parents goes down. Sometimes people worry that there might be some folks who don't use the money in the right way. But in, in this case, it looks like probably because uh, sometimes substance use is a reaction to stress and not having enough money is a big stressor, that the effect is the opposite, right? So we have all of that evidence and we can bring it to bear on this program and do something in the United States that we have never done before. How will RX Kids change the trajectory of childhood poverty in Flint? Yeah, we hope it's going to have a, a quick effect um, on many dimensions. Uh, we think it's going to impact those critical maternal infant health outcomes first. We think more folks will go to their prenatal visits and get connected with all the interventions and services in that in that space. Uh, that's going to improve birth outcomes like birth weight and prematurity and infant mortality and, and maternal morbidity, all these really important and, and very costly health outcomes. Uh, we think it's going to increase the, you know, support that relationship between moms and babies and their medical provider, both at prenatally and also at, at the pediatric space, in the pediatric space, um, improving well visits, immunization rates, necessary screenings and developmental things that happen there. We think for adults, for parents, we're going to see decreased stress, which is seen throughout these kinds of, of programs. We're going to see, you know, we're going to look at things like substance abuse, but also we're going to measure things like happiness and hope and, and dignity and, and trust in government and institutions. Um, you know, I think it's uh, fair to say that in places like Flint, there's there's not much trust in, in government for many reasons, for longstanding kind of neglect and disinvestment and, and systemic inequities. And we're hoping something like this, that, that Luke said, you know, that, that this is institutions and a whole bunch of people, government saying, we're here for you. We are walking alongside you. And we think that we will actually be able to measure an increase in that social contract between those critical institutions and the people who have been neglected for so long. This might play out with um, increased civic engagement, increased voting rates, increased engagement in neighborhood clubs and you know participating in all kinds of different things. So there's a whole bunch of things we're going to measure. And I think some of my favorite things that we're going to measure are things at a community level because this has never been done at a community level. So what's going to happen to things like population stability? Are less people going to leave Flint? Will people move into Flint? Economic reinvestment, that the, these dollars are going to largely be spent in the community. And that's going to be an economic jolt for the community. And that's going to benefit all kinds of people, including local businesses and small businesses. Um, so there's, there's a whole slew of things that we're going to look at. And a lot of them are short term. We'll be able to see findings right away. But a lot will take really kind of years and maybe decades to play out. Like how does this impact things like kindergarten? 
kindergarten readiness and third grade reading and economic productivity and chronic disease rates and life expectancy. And if you really kind of lean on that science of early childhood and, and we understand that the milieu of early childhood really portends life course trajectories. And if we can build a nutrient-rich environment in early childhood, we think we'll be able to impact those life course outcomes uh, for decades and maybe generations to come. Yeah, to me, uh, what makes it so exciting is it's this one part cash, right? It's one part about helping families do what they need to do to do uh, the incredibly hard job of parenting, but it's also a message. It is this message that this is different. This is about uh, society really caring and, and coming alongside. And that's how I think all of the things Mona described, we have a chance of really impacting. And are there more community partners or, and you were oh, going to say absolutely. something else? Yeah. Um, this is, this is a village that is coming yeah. together to, to support this program. Um, you know, the idea came from our parents, from our community, everything in Flint we do once again, a humble partnership with our community. I have a parent uh, advisory board and we have been talking about this idea for over a year i have a group of kids that advise me and they've also elevated the issues of, of hardship and poverty i run the flint registry this massive cdc funded effort and data from that also reveals that people are struggling to make ends meet so we are we are listening and we're not just you know jotting it down and publishing a paper we are acting on these concerns that are being brought forth by by our partners in the community um, lots of folks have signed on. Lots of folks have endorsed this. Many, many partners. Um, but there's also state and national buzz. Uh, we were at the White House a month ago. We've been meeting with all kinds of folks, and they're like, their their eyes are on this. This is huge. This is this is genius, but really simple. <laughs> and they're like, if Michigan, if Flynn can do this then Michigan can do this. And if Michigan can do this, the nation can do this. And and we hope to be kind of the, the first in a nation that potentially eliminates infant poverty and sets kids on this kind of path towards success. Wow, so cool. So talk about both some challenges and opportunities as you you know work towards these goals. Well, uh, one is uh, actually how do you distribute the money, right? And uh, we are incredibly lucky to be working with Give Directly, which is the international leader on how to do that exactly right. And they've they've done cash transfers like this all over the world. They've they've learned how to uh, communicate with folks very clearly and in an accessible way, and uh, how to troubleshoot. But for something that's so simple, it is there's a, we just had a two day design retreat and we're trying to think about all of the ways that uh, there might be uh, hangups. So that's exactly why uh, we uh, we just are doing a ton of planning on this and all of these uh, and the the community infrastructure in Flint is is stronger than any other place that I've ever worked. Just people are really communicating with each other and in sync with each other. And so that, I think, is what makes it, it possible. The, the only other thing I'll mention is we do have lots of social welfare programs. They often do a little of this or a little of that. A lot of them are incredibly important. Those programs don't always work together as well as they should. Sometimes it seems like they're, they're built up in silos. So we're lucky to have great partners at the state of Michigan mm -hmm. that are really helping us to figure out how to make sure somebody's food assistance, is, assistance isn't impacted, for example, by uh, receiving this transfer where they, they wouldn't end up any better off than they were before. I think I would add, I think the biggest challenge right now is 
is raising the dollars we need to to make this happen. Uh, so we are honored and, and humbled by the $15 million challenge grant from the Mott Foundation. We have to raise another $15 million to unlock that grant. So we have been writing grants and talking to foundations and funders and government to, to try to bring in the necessary funds to to do this, you know, not just a few years and not just for five years, but we want to we want to do this for a long time. Uh, so I think the most acute challenge right now is is raising the dollars. And I, I'm confident that we will be able to raise these dollars, that we will get the match. But if folks out there are listening and want to contribute, you can just go to FlintRxKids.com and, and you know, every bit counts. So what's next kind of immediate steps and, and where's where are we going in the next few months? You know? uh, well, in the next couple hours, we're yeah. going to meet with the governor, uh, <laughs> which is really exciting uh, yes. to make sure that we have her support. Um, she has really built a state of opportunity. And we I can't wait to share with her that that starts um, that starts in infancy. We have to make sure that our youngest kiddos have what they need um, to be able to make sure that they can become what they want to become. Uh, so, you know, we're continuing to drum up support um, for this, continuing to, to raise money but um i think most importantly we're you know we're we're gonna launch this we hope to have this go live in 2024 and just like everything that we've done in flint it hasn't been about flint it's been about kids and communities everywhere so even now before you before we even started this program we're already thinking about how we can make sure that every kid in michigan that every kid in this country will benefit from rx kids another thing that i love about this program is it's being led by two folks from two different institutions that, that don't often get along. And I think this is another great example of um, how folks can come together for, uh, you know, a common purpose. And, you know, the team that we're rooting on, rooting for is, is Team Kids. And, you know, both our public universities have amazing strengths and assets. And I think this is one of the great examples where this work, this community-based work on behalf of moms and babies is for a higher purpose than than what happens on those Saturday football games. And don't you find a lot of that does remain in athletics? Like we've got the University Research Corridor, for example, where mm-hmm. Wayne joins too. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we have a dream that uh, maybe our uh, kids could be featured at the next uh, MSU Michigan football game. So we're, you know, we're going to work on that and see where we go. You know, I think just for me, I'm... I'm a professor and I do a lot of research and the the extent to which this brings joy uh, in my life and joy to everyone we talk about and just the you know what it's about sort of the the stand that it's taking is just really beautiful and it's what makes me makes me so excited to get to work on it. Well thank you both for doing this important work and for telling us about it today. Thank you Rod. That was Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha at the MSU Hurley Pediatric Public Health Initiative and Dr. Luke Schaefer, Faculty Director of the University of Michigan's Poverty Solutions Center. They're leading Rx Kids, a transformational effort to address child poverty and health equity. There's more online at flintrxkids.com. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.